Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transmission by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and Everlasting Life 2022, Week 5. Now, today we'll continue with the Redemption Series. Two weeks to examine the process by which we are saved. And today's podcast is Lecture C, A Word of Truth Accounting of the Redemption Process, Day 4. the title of today's podcast is Salvation, the Beginning of Transformation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12. Lecture C objectives are discuss the work of salvation, reveal the Father's intentions for man's salvation, analyze how salvation is related to transformation, and reveal the desperation we need to be saved. Now, if you're in our virtual book hub, this lecture references chapter three of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume one, Holiness is the Main Thing. Let's begin by discussing the work of salvation. Now, from my time in the church circuit, I have concluded that salvation is the most popular theme across Christianity. Yet, although salvation is both a fundamental and prevailing theme of scriptural theology, it is not most significant or essential. This, we have proven, is holiness, and it is validated by the fact that we cannot be saved apart from holiness. Hebrews 12, 14 reads, Pursue peace with all and pursue holiness, without which no one shall see the master. Now, even though salvation does not carry the same spiritual weight as holiness, it does play a crucial role in the process of redemption. Explicitly, salvation is the starting point. It is the beginning of the redemption process. Now, if you view the redemption process as a race, Salvation is the qualifying event. Ergo, unless you experience salvation in accordance with the word of truth, you are not in the race. Now, this truth ups the ante on being led by the spirit, for there is a spirit of deception in the church circuit, which has led many to believe they have run a race they were never qualified to run. And the only way to fight this spirit of deception is with the Holy Spirit, our revelator, for he separates the truth from the error. He opens our eyes so we can clearly see the lies. Now, the widespread error surrounding salvation is one of the most damaging examples of deception in the modern church. Just think about it. 
how many people do you know who would purposely make their way harder if they didn't have to? How many people do you know who would go the extra mile if going the extra mile had no value? Trust me, I don't know anyone who would go there. It would be like working for free while everyone else is taking the day off and still getting paid. It's not only a bad deal, it's the worst deal, for it is a lose-lose situation. Now, here lies the problem. Namely, this is how the enemy has portrayed the true model of salvation to the modern church. He has vilified the truth and offered the church countless alternatives in the form of multiple paths that appear to lead to everlasting life, all of which are easier and more palatable to those who are not operating in the spirit. What is worse, the leaders of the modern church have bought into this deception, and they are arming themselves with this contra doctrine, and they are poisoning their members with it. They are deceiving their members into believing they are saved when none of them are even qualified to progress the work of salvation in their lives. Now, here's the question. What is the work of salvation? The answer, it is to qualify you to begin the work of redemption and transformation in your life and guide you until you complete both processes. Let's now discuss salvation as the Father intended. Now, it's true that not every leader in the modern church is purposely deceiving their congregation into believing some false doctrine on salvation. In many cases, the deception stems from blatant ignorance, i.e., these church leaders do not understand the redemption process. They couldn't dictate it if their lives depended on it. Now, this deficit has caused many church leaders to use the salvation experience as a coverall, Since they cannot construe the redemption process from its true spiritual core, many have erroneously equated the initial point of salvation to the redemption process. The problem with this approach is devastating for it magnifies salvation above its true spiritual grade, making it something it isn't. This, in turn, deceives many into believing they have been redeemed by fulfilling the requirements of the initial salvation when all they have done is start the process. As the modern church continues to portray salvation in this inaccurate light, they are leaving the weightier matters of sanctification and holiness without proper sanctuary. Likewise, they are leaving the crucial work of redemption undone. Now, this scenario is symbolic of the administration of a placebo. In this example, the patient is convinced they are getting better when, in reality, they have made no substantial improvement. The medicine they are taking is not designed to resolve any of their problems. In like manner, many in the church circuit have assumed they are saved per their misconception of salvation, and they are yet many spiritual miles away from completing the redemption process. Notwithstanding, I am not making these points in an effort to downgrade the salvation experience. 
Trust me, salvation is indeed a crucial series of events. This is why I'll continue discussing salvation in tomorrow's podcast, making salvation the primary topic of three of the first five podcasts in this series dedicated to redemption. However, I attest that salvation has been severely taken out of context by the modern church. This falsification has opened the door for various lines of misinformation to be dispersed within the church circuit, and it tragically distorts the true model of salvation. This is why understanding the truth concerning the redemption process is so crucial. As truth brings every form of spiritual misinformation to light, a comprehensive understanding of redemption will allow us to realize and appreciate salvation as a father intended. Let's now discuss salvation and transformation. Now, the key to understanding how salvation fits into the redemption process is by first understanding how salvation relates to transformation. In this order, salvation is the event that kicks off the transformation process in our lives. Ergo, where there is no salvation, there can be no transformation. Here again, this speaks to the initial point of salvation, an event that has two focal parts, water baptism and the baptism, i.e. reception, of the set-apart spirit of Elohim. One is depicted by water and the other by fire. Matthew 3.11 reads, I indeed baptize you in water, unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you in the set-apart spirit and fire. Acts 2.38 reads, And Peter said to them, Repent and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Yahushua Messiah for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the set-apart spirit. As you have learned, it is impossible to begin the quest for holiness if you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the qualifying event. It certifies you as a lawful contender for the prize of everlasting life. Therefore, seeing as holiness and transformation are parallels, the same must be said for transformation. That is, you cannot begin to be transformed without the Holy Spirit. This truth reveals another role he plays in our lives, our change agent, i.e., the Holy Spirit is a source of the transformation we experience as we walk the way of holiness. Recall how I said the way of holiness is actuated? It is like an infinite series of spiritual currents. In this order, these currents activate the Holy Spirit within us, and the Holy Spirit, in turn, begins renovating our minds, our hearts, and our will, aligning them with the Father's will. This, my friends, is the transformation. Here again, it all begins with salvation, namely the initial point of salvation. This truth reveals that there are multiple models or phases of salvation, just like there are multiple phases of redemption, holiness, transformation, 
and all the other spiritual processes that work together to bring us into everlasting life. Here's a question. How many phases of salvation are there? Hint, it is a perfection number. The answer is three. Remember, the conceptual model of every spiritual process has three phases, the foundation, the focus, and the key. Now, I will execute a deep dive into the three phases of salvation in tomorrow's podcast as I continue to work towards eliminating more prominent errors on salvation. From there, we can move on to further examining the process of redemption. Now, here is the final word. We are saved to be transformed. And until we are transformed, we are not saved. One of the primary reasons why so many misconstrue salvation is because they do not understand its purpose. They do not understand what it is for. But now you do. You, my friend, understand salvation has been given to us such that we might be qualified to contend for everlasting life. Knowing this, I advise you all to give the more earnest heed to how you are contending. And even if you are not as those who cry victory and yet are not even in the fight, don't let your guard down for one moment, for you are not saved. And if you are not constantly on your guard, you, my friend, are not even safe. Now, here is today's assignment. Take some time to meditate on the key points on this lesson, namely the true purpose of salvation and the reality that no one living is saved. Moreover, I want you to recall the lesson I taught concerning the fine line between life and death. My dear friends, this fine line is more delicate than you might think. It is indeed a fine line. Therefore, I want you to have the mind of a desperate man or woman as you progress this quest. I want you to be more desperate about your salvation than the enemy is about stopping you. This will be a tall task, I understand. And this is why I advise you to get into the habit of including this line in your prayers every day. Speak into existence your victory over every enemy over every weapon formed against you, and then be the more desperate man or woman and obtain your victory until the war finally is over. And then, and only then, can you declare, I am saved. Now, here is what's next in this series. Today's podcast, Salvation, the Beginning of Transformation, we've completed. And tomorrow's podcast is entitled Salvation 101. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, 
feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.